1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Welcome to Saturday night. Of course, we are the First 11 Cricket Show. Sam Tuggle here with Paul Bonza. Wow, Shield Cricket's back. And it's back in a big way. We have the Redbacks in action at the Adelaide Oval. We've been all on top of it for the last two days. And it's just about to wrap up at the Adelaide Oval for day two. As I said, Sam Tugwell here. Paul Bonzer always joins me and he's been down there today. Paul, welcome to the show. Sam, g'day, mate. Good to be back uh, on a Saturday afternoon. Yes, I was there commentating the first session today. And we saw some really good late hitting from the tail of the Redbacks. Chad Sayers finished 58 not out. Mm. And Frank Amazing. Worrell, um, Dan Worrell, Frankie Worrell. <laughs> Frankie. It's his nickname. Everyone knows He him. was swinging like you could not believe. Really? He was missing the ball by a lot, but occasionally <laughs> he hit one. <laughs> and he ended up 36. He got 36. And the Redbacks finished 389. Wow. After being 5 for 145. So a very good effort to get to 389. Yeah, I think um, traditionally and sadly traditionally, South Australians have a bit of a reputation of uh, having a crack early, missing out, stumbling, losing a lot of wickets. And then once all the batsmen are out, you might have one tail ender that sort of gets away for 30, and that's about it. To think that we could mass another 200 runs after that with people like Nielsen in the middle order who could really step up. Cooper stuck around as best he could, hit 99, which we'll talk about very shortly, and then Sayers and Worrell, etc., all putting their bid in. Um, 389, massive, massive advantage now for South Australia. An update at the moment, though, because WA are batting. Uh, it puts them in a really good position. WA currently uh, 4 for 164. Um, they are going so slow. <laughs> we'll talk about this in a minute as well. Uh, so they trail they, by they, 225 at the moment, yes. WA to SA, which is pretty strong for us at the moment. Yeah, so Bancroft uh, out for 25. Jake Carter was out for 21. The important wicket of Sean Marsh, he's out for 63. Stoinis out for one. Yeah, massive. So Green and Philippi are in at the moment. So uh, with Josh Inglis, probably the only other batter to follow. So in a, the Redbacks in a really strong position um, moving into, well, I guess towards the end of day three. No, day two today. Uh, day two. Day two. Um, you were speaking about how slowly they were going. Tell us why, because there was one batsman in particular who really made it a snore fest <laughs> <laughs> in one way or another. Well, there, I, I, was, I was going to interview someone who was uh, watching Cameron Bancroft bat yeah. today. He he made 25 off 155. And I just got a quick comment from someone who was there in the stands watching. Bombs. It's <laughs> a bit disrespectful. <laughs> it was so painful to sit there and watch him. <laughs> like they were there was some good bowling, yes. But uh, he was just there to bat as long as he wanted. And in the end, 25 off 155 deliveries. Oh. A strike rate of 16. Yeah, that's that's taking the mickey almost, isn't it? Just saying, I don't have a, a, a goal out here. I just want to see as many balls as I can and uh, and don't really care how the team... I think that's actually doing a disservice to the team, really, um, looking at the situation for WA. They, they've got a long way to go. They've got to get scored 400 runs in order just to get ahead. Um, as we just see now, it's uh, hit stumps over there. So trailing by 224 runs, WA heading into uh, the third day tomorrow morning. 
four for one six five. Um, to think that you can go out there and bat so slowly when the team really needs runs desperately and probably in good speed if you want to stay in front and then win, uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me why you'd want to bat so slowly. It's a beautiful batting wicket. And no disrespect to the two blokes I'm going to name here. Yep. But if Chad Sayers and Dan Worrell <laughs> can put on 80, probably at least a run a minute, maybe better than that, and Cameron Bancroft come there and... and yeah. <laughs> He's a class batsman. He's shown his class at international level. Strange, no strange situation. But Makes no sense. At least score it. 50, a yeah. strike rate of 50, you know, one, one every two balls, but he couldn't even do that. 25 off 155 deliveries. Yeah, he was 9 off 99 balls at one stage. That's just too slow. Maybe, too slow. Maybe we need people to ring in and yep. see if they know a slower run rate oh. than what we've seen from Cameron Bancroft. I've today. got a mate who uh, batted once upon a time uh, for our club, A grade, and scored nothing off 75 balls. Uh, no, didn't get off the mark. Didn't get off the mark for 75 deliveries. He's a tail ender, uh, so he's just doing a job. Uh, he got a headline in the papers. Now, unfortunately, I have to name him because it doesn't the, the, the gag doesn't work, but his last name is Rabbit, and he got put in the paper with a headline saying, Pesky Rabbit. And he's just at the crease all day, and it was such an annoying innings, but it was such a good innings. So 822-3000, we want you to call in. The, just the slowest, most boring innings you've ever seen at grade level, local level, wherever you've seen it. We want to hear about it because there are so many innings out there. You just go, this is... Well, actually, this is this is how it sounds. <laughs> That's what your teammates are doing in the stands. But it's it's different if you're a tail ender. You've been sent in to hold up an end, to get a, you know, a no result, bat out the day. Mm. But this is... An opening batter who has played cricket for his country <gasps> on with the Adelaide Oval, the best batting deck in the world. Get on with it. <laughs> score some runs, Bancroft. Okay, let's yes. move forward, though, because one man who did score some runs, great runs, and uh, we were really, really pumped about it up until the point he was dismissed, Tommy Cooper. 99 on the board yesterday. It was a fantastic knock. You saw um, a little bit on the live hmm. stream. I didn't get a chance to catch too much. But what seemed like a really, really well-composed innings? Well, he started slowly as well. I think he went 20-odd balls before he got off the mark. But he finished with a strike rate of 72. 99 off 136. Um, unfortunately, Joel Paris got one through his defences. Hmm. And he was out for 99. He... He came in, uh, battled a little bit with Travis uh, Travis Head. Yep. They put on a few. Good to see Jake Weatherall in the runs again. He made he made sixty. Travis Head forty six. Um, and then a great little partnership between him and Harry Nielsen. Harry Nielsen made fifty three, and that was really the catalyst to get them up over three hundred. Mm. And then uh, in come the Chad show. Yeah, well, Chad Sayers made a, made a bit of an, a mess, um, especially with the ball two later on as we uh, head on into the second innings. 300th wicket in first-class level he managed to attain today uh, out there at the Adelaide Oval. Amazing for him. Oh, absolutely outstanding for Chad Sayers um, to have 300 wickets to his name. Um, he's just... I think he's going to end up being one of the most unlucky guys in Australian cricket history. Yeah, he's one of our faves. Is Chad and uh, yeah, he he will go down unfortunately, probably just playing one test match. Yep, when he's going to be one of the premier state 
cricketers like him, Jackson Bird, in the, in a little bit of the same boat. He's playing at a time when, when he first started his career, and he he took lots of wickets in that Shield season, 60, mm. over sixty wickets in the Shield season. The Australian Test selectors just wanted pace bowlers. They yeah. if you could, didn't bowl over one forty, we're not even looking at you. waste of time. And it was just the pressure built up from outside the media speak mm. that actually, in the end, said, "Well, no, hang on, we probably should play this guy. He's in his spot." Um, but when You've got Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, Siddle, all ball over one forty. Mm. They're all. It's not like they're not performing. Australia's winning Test matches. It's uh, hard to break into that. So I think you know both him and Jackson Bird will be looked upon when their career's finished as great bowlers. Yeah, just yeah, a bit unlucky. Yeah, very unlucky, I think, because uh, they're content. Well, they're basically um, comparing. The, the, the bowling lineup we've got now for Australia to the lineups that were the Dennis Lilly, uh, Jeff Thompson sort of era. And they're saying, is this better than them? And of course, you won't know until uh, basically mm. all of them have retired and finished and the stats all line up next to each other. Same with the McGrath, Lee, Warren sort of era. Everyone's Correct. comparing it to that. So that's how good it is right now. And unfortunately, Chatty's just stuck here in the Shield cricket, which is fine with us. We love him. <laughs> we want him to play for we us. We love Chad, but we'll have to get him on the show. 300 yeah. wickets. I mean, outstanding. Uh, Yes, well done, well done, Chad. Amazing effort. Terrific from Chaddy. And um, we uh, will continue to celebrate him as he just continues to uh, stroll. How old is he now? He's 32. Um, yep. He's just he's nailing it everywhere. So congrats to yep. him. Um, so let's have a look at the bowling side of things. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Chad got two wickets. There's another man who's also got two wickets, Wes Agar, the Young Cricketer of the Year, the Bradman Young Cricketer of the Year. How good does that sound? Yeah, it's not bad being, uh, <laughs> winning a trophy with the great man's name on it. Tell us a little bit about Wes Agar. Um, he's taken two weeks today for the Redbacks. That's great. But his, uh, his year overall, his summer overall, has been just uh, astonishing. He has taken a massive leap. And this is why he won the award. He's, he's gone from a bit of a maligned cricketer just because of his name, his brother's successful, and uh, sprayed him around a bit, probably mm. carried a bit too much weight, mm-hmm. um, and chopped and changed a little bit from sides, and eventually he's found a home in South Australia, done some hard work, and it's paying off for him. Well, and, it's funny you say that. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but um, basically we had a... Um, I heard this in the radio about a week and a half ago from Cameron White, who played for the Strikers, so they were talking about Wes, and he used to play for Victoria as well. So Cam's seen a little bit about um, yep. Wes, and this is what he had to say about where he started and where he is now. He's going very well. He spent a couple of years in Victoria yeah. as well, so he sort of left Victoria, I thought, uh, a bit sort of lazy, and he was a bit overweight. Um, but in the last couple of... He's had a great season for South Australia and now for the Strikers as well. So he got himself um, fit and strong. And as a fast bowler, that's pretty important. His ball speed's right up now. So I think uh, he's in a pretty good space and he'll only improve you know, in the next couple of years as well. So some pretty honest assessment there of Wes Agar. And it seems like he's come a long way. So Wes is going to join us on the program at 6.30 tonight. So we're really looking forward to that. It's going to come straight off the park. We'll ask him about today's uh, proceedings at the Adelaide Oval. But also the fact that he's come such a long way. And people like Cameron White, you know, a fair assessment. He probably wasn't up to scratch and... Now he's found a way to get up to standard. I think you reeled out a stat earlier. He's taken 50-something wickets across all three domestic formats over the season. Yeah, in the last 12 months, he's taken 51 wickets at 21, uh, just over 21, 21.25. Wow. That's across all formats, white ball and red ball. 
That is better than any other bowler in the country. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. That's ridiculously good. So if you have any doubts about him winning this award mm. and you're sitting there going Monday night, hang on, how, how does Wes Agar <laughs> win that? That is how he's won it. He's been outstanding and his career just goes on and on. And I can't wait to speak to him after 6.30, is that right? Yes, absolutely, yeah. after 6.30, which is going to be fantastic. He's the only bowler in the country right now this summer who's managed to be uh, find himself in the top 10 wicket-takers of all three domestic formats. So that is just uh, truly uh, outstanding from a guy who's quite young, only 23 years of age, but can uh, certainly do some great things out there right now for SA when we need it most. Now, just before we go to the first break, we want to hear about what is going on around the grounds as well, because there's a few other state games going on too. Okay, so uh, Tasmania and Queensland, let's have a look at those up at the Gabba. Um, Tassie lost the toss, got thrown in. They were bowled out for 78. Now, that's a disgrace. And, I'll, and before you go any further, 31 of those runs were extras. Yes. That is that is yes. just deplorable. The uh, only guy, one guy, scored double digits. Yeah, Charlie Wakeham. Charlie Wakeham, 11. Yep. Seriously. Um, not a great performance. And um, <laughs> Michael Nisa got amongst the wickets. He uh, had four for 18. Um, Striker. Yeah, not not a great result when sundries are your top scorer. No, never. You, you're not winning many games. And when, considerably. When <laughs> um, having said that, the pitch looked a little bit like Chad Sayers' lawn. <laughs> it was green as green. It was beautiful, lush, <laughs> lush green. In, in reply, Queensland were made two fifty-seven. Uh, Bryce Street forty-six and Usman Kawaja fifty-six, and Tassie in reply again uh, four for seventy-two. So going a little bit better in the second innings. However, Jordan Silk, Alex Doolan, and Jake Doran all out without scoring. Oh wow. So they've struggled again at the start. Duke's ball in yeah. Queensland, green top. Tassie's not liking it at all. They're oh. four for 72. Oh, uh, no. Ben McDermott's 35, not out. And looking at the other game is New South Wales versus Victoria. Victoria batted first. They declared seven for 431. And in reply, New South Wales are four for 201. Um, Moses and Reeks, 49. Curtis Patterson, 54. So... Uh, Probably a reasonably even contest. Maybe the Vic's slightly ahead there. Um, Seb Gotch made 100. That's good. The, the no-sleeves keeper. Not bad. Oh, that's that's controversial too. No-sleeves <laughs> as a keeper. Mink Madison, 95. And uh, Travis Dean um, made 71. Mm. Mm. Very good. Well, that's a good wrap-up from around the grounds. But just before we go to the break, though, yes, you did mention 95 there from uh, Maddinson. That's mm. disappointing. You'd hate to get out in the 90s. We we saw Cooper yesterday get out 99. I mean, Valentine's Day, too. I mean, it's all about sharing the love, but that's just heartbreaking. 99 and out. Don't you think that they, it's interesting those two blokes had a pretty ordinary big bash <laughs> they and changed the colour of the ball, and yeah, we're all good now. We're all good now. I think he averaged eleven. Tommy Cooper in the uh, big bash this season. He was. Yeah. He Madison was much better. He I think he get was fourteen or something like that. Couldn't buy a run. Tell us your heartbreak cricket stories as well. I reckon there'd be plenty of them out there. So we'd love to hear from you. Eight double two three double o double o. We are the first eleven cricket show. Where's Agar joining us very soon? The SA Paceman's just walking off the ground as we speak at the Adelaide Oval with South Australia ahead by two hundred and twenty-four runs against WA. We'll be back after this.
1395 Adelaide's 5AA. This is the First 11 Cricket Show. Welcome back. Sam Tugwell here with Paul Bonzer. It is the First 11 Cricket Show. We like to talk all things SA local cricket here in Adelaide. And if you've got anything from today, of course, plenty of cricket going on around the place. 8223 0000 is the number. We are always up to chatting with you about what you've been up to throughout the day. Um, Bonds, uh, certainly over the last... Uh, past 12 hours, I suppose, on 5AA, we've been debating a topic, and it started with mm. KG and Cornsey this morning. Very, very fascinating one, this. So the T20 World Cup is coming to town. We've got the World Cup warm-up games here with the women's uh, being played at the Camerault Noval yes. as of tomorrow morning, which is yes. uh, great for the sport. I think um, that the women's format, too, deserves to have mm-hmm. a, a nice build-up. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see plenty of people turn up on the Sunday, Tuesday and Wednesday for a few warm-up games. However... The one thing that's just sort of uh, pricked my ears and a few others around the place is that there's going to be an entry fee of $10 per adult to get in to watch a warm-up game. Now, for me, I don't know about you, but I see this as a strange one. Why Why for a warm-up game? And I see for, I know once in the past, AFL pre-season games used to be free and, you know, the Sheffield Shield's free and the men's. I understand it's international cricket, but why is there an entry fee for a practice game? I mean, no one cares. Well, if no one cares, no one will turn up. But people will turn up and 10 bucks. It's I think it's a reasonable price. Is it really? Yeah. Why would we want to spend 10 bucks to get in to watch people have a hit around? Um because they're not they're not playing for keeps. No, here. but it's still it'll still be a, a, a reasonably serious game of cricket. These are these are warm-up games you want to get the best kids are free by the way. That's good. So at least that's at least that's part of it. You can't go to a fast food restaurant and buy a a, la- oh, I, a large meal for under ten bucks. Yeah, I, see, I understand that, but I also Not see this is like this is essentially an open training session between two international teams. Now, yeah, I think it's a bit more than that. I get it. I, I get it. It's an international level, um, but the game means nothing. I mean, they're just having a hit. Isn't yeah, that all it is? Yeah, yeah, but still, you're seeing the best cricketers in the world for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair price. Oh, it's a good price. Because they but have I don't to, think it, it like, should be. It, I don't know if you've. I drove past on the way here, and the infrastructure they've put in for these for these next three days of games. There's fencing all around. There's, there's staff that's got to be there. There's security. They've got to pay pay their way a little bit. So even if they get a couple of thousand dollars in ten dollar notes mm. to sort of pay for some of the costs. I know TV rights pays for most of the. I costs. was going to say TV However, rights and the ICC are pretty cashed up, but yeah. I wouldn't look. I mean, everything's doing it this way right now, and probably rightfully so. But if it was going towards a charity right now in the state that Australia's in, maybe it's mm. a better reasoning. But for me, ten bucks to get in at a game for a tournament, which you know you're going to be spending enough money as it is to go and see games. I don't know if we really need to be spending money to into a practice game, but. Nonetheless, there's I, arguments either way. I really either way. don't see it as a big issue. Ten bucks, there you go. I'm happy to pay my ten bucks <laughs> and walk in. Eight double two three double O double O. We'll get your thoughts on that as well because that's really a fascinating one at this stage. Leith from Happy Valley, we always love his contribution on the show. Leith, how are you? Yes, good day, boys. How are you going? We're very good. How are you? Yes. Well, well, yeah. I spent an eventful morning down at Royal Bice this morning, where uh, Southern uh, won the first innings very quickly and then declared thought not out and put Sturt back in and they chased down the runs but it was some of them were trying to they desperately needed an outright to have any chance for the um, 
uh, finals. But but you were talking about um, slow innings. I scored about six or seven years ago for Southern in an A-grade game against Adelaide Juni. And Justin Eichold, no, I won't denigrate him too much. He did make <laughs> his premiership side. But Justin's a left-hander who has only one shot, and it's a glide through the gully. And uh, you could put nine blokes in there, and Justin would still have a crack at that shot and it's uh, A grade is 96 overs and Justin brought up his ton in the 96 over no. and I and I don't reckon he scored a boundary. I was on the fourth row in the scorebook with dot ball and was almost with putting the dots so in. No, I always did it in pencil because I was okay. such a bad scorer. Yeah. <laughs> but, did you count uh, it? Wow. No. Surely a decan how many dots there were. Oh no. You know, I was I was almost actively barracking for him to get out. <laughs> I've been wow. in that situation far too many times with my own teammates where I go, Look, mate, you are you, holding up the team here. We need some runs. Exactly. Hurry it up. Exactly. It was a it was a funny day. But God bless him anyway. He he won a flag for us. Oh, he got the hundred. Go. He got the hundred and eventually won us a flag, so that's okay. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Thank All you. right, lads. Thank you, mate. Okay. Thanks, mate. See ya. Beautiful to have Leith always on the show. Always a bit of fun. That that's a shock. Ninety six overs to get a ton, please. He loves his stingray. That that must have hurt just pouring a bit of uh <laughs> <laughs> just just sort of hanging a bit of um stuff on his on his old stingray boys, but uh yeah, so interesting game. We'll get into the grade scores a bit later in the say, show. Declaring it none down. But, uh, brave. Very. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I think we So will. let's get back on to one, one thing about the T20 World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, there is limited free parking available for only $70.50. Sorry? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you just say? Well, we're looking at when you, you know, you were going to bring up the topic of 10 bucks, and <laughs> yeah. I... I Went on the website and had a look, and uh, yeah, it says there's limited free parking available. Limited free parking, yeah, only, only seventeen dollars fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Who is writing this information? You're saying there's free parking available, yeah, for seventeen dollars fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's free for seventeen dollars fifty. Someone sort that man out. Whoever's organising information for the day, <laughs> that, that's poor. However, yes, the tickets uh, to get in are a little bit cheaper than seventeen fifty, which means. Uh, Get yourself on a, on a the, bus in and you can save some cool Parking is more expensive than actually getting into the game. Unless it's free. Well, it's free for seventeen fifty. <laughs> Let's move on, shall Where's we? Where's Agar's coming up very shortly on the show? It's going to be a little later on now. He's coming off the field. Uh, South Australia, uh, uh, 389 all out as of uh, this morning. Four for 165 is Western Australia. A 200-plus run lead for SA. Wes will join us very soon. He was newly crowned the Bradman Young Cricketer of the Year. We'll also do our DRS segment, which we like to do every Saturday. Join us back after the break on the First Eleven Cricket Show. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Welcome back here on 5AA. Plenty to get through as Bond's just uh, dances to uh, the funky music going on here on the program. Hey, uh, lots to get through, of course. Where's Agar still to join us uh, 
the great South Australian paceman dominating with the white and red ball at the moment um, and has just been crowned the Bradman Young Cricketer of the Year, which is just outstanding for him. So he's going to join us very soon before 7 o'clock. But Bonds, today uh, we've seen day two just completed at the Adelaide Oval between SA and WA. Quick recap, and the West End Redbacks were bowled out for 389 this morning. Tom Cooper top scoring with 99. Chad Sayers, magnificent cameo at the end, uh, 58 not out. And in reply, Western Australia are four for 165, batting like snails and <laughs> <laughs> and off 83 overs. That's four for 165. Um, Sean Marsh made 63. And at the moment at the crease, Cameron Green's 25 not and Josh Philippi is 20 not. Still... Um Still just can't get over the fact that Bancroft hit 9 off 99 balls out for 25 off 155 balls. Yep, disgraceful. That is just so slow. Should be dropped. So, <laughs> slowest innings is what we're asking for, 8223 If you've seen a snail-like innings, just like Cameron Bancroft, we want to hear about it because uh, they are just, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just it's a blight on our game. Yes, and, and even worse, we forgot to mention this, Chad's 300th wicket yes, yes. Uh, well done, was, Chad. was Cameron Bancroft. Oh, and, was it? And, it was. Yeah, and after 155 deliveries, he let one go and it bowled him. <laughs> Easiest way to get out. <laughs> oh, you think after 155 balls, not scoring, you're seeing him pretty well. You would have thought that you know where off stump is after 155 deliveries. Especially after that man of shame, leave. Shame, shame, shame. 8223000. Just on that, while I was commentating this morning down there at the Oval with uh, Daniel Frangos. I love hello, Dan. Hello, Daniel. Um, he, he got quite upset and about where the Shield final is oh, played now. I thought you were going to say something. You said something horrible to him. No, no. He... he, <laughs> he, he, he Still wants to see the Shield final, which is the pinnacle of the Sheffield Shield yes. season, played at the major grounds, the Adelaide Oval, the MCG, oh. the SCG. Mm. But that's not happening because of AFL. Yeah. So he wants them to be there. That's what he wants. He doesn't yep. want them at the boutique grounds. Because recently, recent years, we've had Glenelg. Uh, when we hosted it, we've had uh, Alice Springs. Uh, I think Junction been, Oval might be one of them. Uh, Monica, I think Monica, the game was yeah. played in Canberra. Can't, that's a, right. A Shield final. So we want to so, have the big grounds. Yeah, so uh, should the Shield final be played at the major cricket grounds around Australia? Oh, look, as much as there's an argument for both, I can see that. That's your home ground all year. You've played there, dominated there, and then all of a sudden you play the final and it's almost a neutral venue. So ship off AFL? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, no, I'm not saying ship off AFL because <laughs> I love the footy. But I think um, I think with the Big Bash going so long, if they were to shorten that a few weeks, right? So they bring that back a few weeks, maybe it finishes Australia Day rather than second week of February. You're then able to bring the Shield season back a couple of weeks, aren't you? Because you can bring it back a few weeks earlier. And then maybe it finishes just before footy starts. So maybe you can fit it in and get them at the host venues. Here's how you do it, Sam. Oh, you've got the answer. It just came to me then. <laughs> the Big Bash, everyone said, is still a little bit long. Shorten the Big Bash yep. to back where it was mm -hmm. in the good old days three years ago. <laughs> the good old, the golden age. <laughs> the golden years of the Big Bash yep. three years ago. Shorten it. Then, start, then you can start playing your Shield games earlier. Yes. Finish the Shield season earlier. That's literally what I just said. Yeah, but I, you didn't bring the Big Bash thing into it. I did. But you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why it came to me, because you said it. I've just said it to you. Anyway, if I could delete those last 90 seconds, I would. 
it's a it's a it's an idea that I, I think Dan brings up a very valid point. Why can't we have our final? It's like if it's okay. AFL would not put up with the fact that you would give away your best grounds, your home grounds for your teams in the finals, if not the final, just for for cricket to take over because of a timeline. Maybe cricket has to be smarter, bring it back to inside the cricket time frame, not jump into the footy time frame, and get their grounds used at the big time. Yeah, just quietly. I don't, I, I don't think it matters. Um, a, a Shield final at Karen Rolton Oval and the Redbacks win, I don't care if it's played there. Having said that, though, uh, crowds... You don't see many of them at Shield Games, let's be honest. It's no. pretty quiet. A pretty final, barren. you might get 10,000, maybe. Would you? Yeah, maybe. I think if you on, put a, it, on a good day, I reckon like you to see him win. Yeah. You might get 10,000 down the ground. Maybe. You're still not going to get 50,000 at Adelaide Oval. I reckon as, you get 5,000 best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which so, is why those so little grounds probably work. Better atmosphere. Mm. Anyway. It's a good point, though, Dan brings up. So, eight double two three double O double O. always like to hear your thoughts on that, because that is, that is interesting. I think maybe that should be looked at. And if the Big Bash does get shortened, maybe it does help that situation. Well, we, we solved all the Big Bash problems last week <laughs> on the show. This week, we're solving the Shield final. Let's have a look at grade cricket, Let's Sam. Let's do that. Um, East Torrens and West Torrens played, and we had Luke Robins in here last week. How good uh, was Luke, was by the way? Yes, hats off to Luke. Yeah, yeah I know he's an avid listener of the show, so he's uh, playing second 11 this week, so he didn't play today. Good luck to him. Um, East Torrens made 352, declared last week. Uh, Michael Cranmas, 82, King, 79, and Johnson Pfeiffer and Oakley Pfeiffer for the Eagles. And the Eagles chased them down. Oh. Thank you very much. On the oh, back of Daniel wow. Drew, uh, 153. Magnificent oh, effort. Wow. So well done to West Torrens. Got the win. Terrific effort. Um, uh, amazing result, really. So well done. And let's go on to Kensington Northern Districts. Kensington, 302. Northern Districts, uh, 77 in the first dig and 104 in the second. So uh, win there to Kenzie's doing it far too easily. Glenelg and Woodville, um, the good guys got up. Woodville had a win. <laughs> I shouldn't say <laughs> Well, people know that I'm Woodville biased by yeah. now. Um, Bob Glenelg out last week for 229 and Woodville got the runs easily, 323 and... Connor McInerney, 78. Good to see him amongst the runs. And Tommy Andrews, 128. To go along with Pfeiffer oh, as well. Man of the match. So a bit of a day out yeah. from Tommy Andrews, or a match out, I should say. <laughs> Tea Tree Gully took on Port Adelaide. Tea Tree Gully, 334. Matt Weaver, 113. Adam Summerfield, 98. And Alex Garlic, 5 for 94. The Magpies. The Magpies were bowled out for 178. Um, Alex Garlic had a good game. He made 44 as well. And Adam Summerfield, after 98, took five for 54. Oh, so give him the man of the match. There's individual honours around here everywhere. We just heard Leaf from Southern Districts on the phone before the break. Mm. They made 265, then bowled stirred out for 123. They then declared at naught for naught because they need an outright win to make the final. And Sturt got them one down, uh, one for 145. Oh. So Sturt win outright. Jacob Dick. 104 of 60 deliveries. Wow. Not a bad effort. Great to, effort. To chase that down. And in the other game, uh, Uni, bold prospect out for 62 last week. Got the runs. They were two for 130 declared. Put them back in. Bowled them out for 110. And they were none for 40. So an outright win <laughs> to Adelaide Uni, who are a very strong side. Just a quick look at the ladder before we go to a break. 
Uh, Adelaide sit on top. This is before these results. Yep. So Adelaide sit on top with 170. East Torrens second, 145. Uni third, 145. Kensington, 120. And then Glenelg, Southern Districts, Tea Tree Gully and Woodville just out of the top four. That's uh, absolutely brilliant. Comprehensive wrap. Now, before we go to the break, because Wes Agar is coming up very shortly, there is one umpire in the Premier Cricket um, who is uh, going to be celebrating his 600th game coming up. That is just an outstanding achievement. Don Bills. Brilliant. Um, he, um, I, he umpired me, Donnie. Uh, <laughs> so that's how old he is. Um, <laughs> he started in 1970. Gee whiz, 50 years. Started umpiring in 1970 and still going 600 games later. Goodness. Amazing effort. And um, the cricket community of Adelaide deserves an around, a big round of applause for uh, oh. for Don for all those marvellous decisions he made and some that he didn't. <laughs> 50 full years of cricketing umpiring. I, I just can't imagine how, uh, how much fun games. that would be. You reckon that would be fun? 50 years of that? Every Saturday summer afternoon? He loves it. Do you reckon his wife does? Back after the break. On 1395, Adelaide's 5AA... This is the First Eleven Cricket Show. Great to have your company. Just as we start to wrap up the program, we only get to our best bit. We have a very, very special guest uh, on the line. And no question, he's a star right now as uh, his uh, uh, week has just blown up into uh, great things. He's had a... A win at the uh, the Cricket Awards on Monday night. He managed to score the Young Bradman Cricketer of the Year Award, which is just outstanding. Um, and he's just continued to succeed on the field as well with a couple of wickets today as WA Trail SA by 224 runs. We talk of Wes Agar, and he joins us on the show right now. Wes, welcome, mate. G'day, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Good to have you back. Yes, uh, good to be on the show again, Wes, and you're now officially our man. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> you've been on the show twice, so uh, you're three now... Times. Three times? Yeah, oh, three times. wow. Third time's a charm. Hey, mate... Making a bit um, of a habit of it, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Let's, let's, before we get into today's action, I just want to ask you, there's obviously been a massive change in your cricket over the last 12 months for you to be recognised as the Young Cricketer of the Year, and I spoke earlier before... Uh, you came on. You've taken 51 wickets at 21 across all forms, which is better than any other bowler in the country. Um, so a well-deserved award. But I want to you to tell us about the impact Stephen Schwert has had on, I guess, your fitness and therefore your bowling. Yeah, he's had a massive impact on me. I think um, a guy like Stephen Schwert, uh, he's quite modest, so he probably doesn't like me talking about him too much. But he's had a, he's had a massive effect on me um, not only getting me fit, but getting me professional. Um, he speaks so highly of how, when you're at the top level, how you need to be professional and how you need to be disciplined, how you need to do the little things right. And it always helps um, when you're playing out on the field. And for me personally, he's got me fit. He's got me motivated to be professional. And I think from there, um, staying fit and doing all the right things and the little things becomes easier and becomes a habit. 
Yeah, you speak quite personally about it too there, Wes. I think it, it must be pretty close to home for you. And clearly over time, I mean, I heard um, Cameron White, when he played his uh, audio just before, about how he, he basically didn't think you were quite up to scratch at the level um, when you were at Victoria. But when you came here, that clearly there was a turning point for you somewhere along the line where you just said, I really need to get serious about my game. Is that sort of where it's all come about? Um, I think everyone has a place where they feel comfortable in terms of um, training hard and wanting to play. I think um, coming back to South Australia, it's a place for me that really um, nurtures that that will and desire to compete hard and to be the best I can be. Um, I think coming back to South Australia this year and playing with guys that I like to call my brothers Mm. um, has really instilled that in me this year to to want to be as good as I can be, to train as hard as I can. Um, So I think the learnings that I took out of Victoria, like how to play hard, Mm. um, how to compete hard and and how to train well, um, I've brought into an environment where I can really just be myself and that want is really there. Just want to run you through a couple of names that have won this award previously, Wes, and then get your reaction to being part of this list. Ponting. Brett Lee, Hayden, Warner. Um, it's, a, it's a fair list of cricketers, and yeah. to have won that award, um, does that make you excited or nervous of the future? Uh, neither. It, it almost makes me feel like I'm a bit out of my depth winning that award. Uh, listening to that, um, you never compare yourselves with guys like that, um, ever. And to hear those names um, that have come before you is incredible feeling and then it excites me um and it instills me with a lot of confidence um that not only is this just one year and hopefully it can be a continuous thing for me now um to keep progressing and doing as well as i can so now nah, i i look at it and I, i'm very proud to um win that award and and be alongside those guys um in winning that award but i don't think i look at it either way i just look at it as a as a huge honour. Yeah, as you should be very proud, yeah. my friend. I was going to say, um, listen, hearing those names, I mean, for you, you've only, you're only in your sixth Shield game as we speak right in the middle of it, but f- for you to be awarded with that and then to have taken 51 wickets across uh, the three formats this summer, um, the most out of mo- any bowler, really, it's just an incredible um, thing for you to probably take. Does that, does that really boost your self-confidence uh, and does your ceiling just go up a little bit higher from what you probably previously thought? at the start of the summer? Definitely, definitely. I think taking wickets and performing at the level allows you to believe that you can do it. I think in previous years I've played at the level and in South Australia a few years ago now I performed quite well but I was taking two or three wickets and to have a few five-wicket hauls and to take wickets consistently across the grade, of course, it fills you with confidence and it allows me to be a lot more relaxed in my game and what I can do knowing that it is enough um, to succeed at that level. So I, I think I was speaking to someone the other day and I said it's nice um, to go into a game and, and, and feel like you belong there. Yeah. And you're not just trying to keep your spot, but you feel like you belong and you're trying to do something to help the team win. So, no, it's a really, really nice feeling. Let's have a quick chat about uh, today's Shield game and the, and the result. Bowled out for for three eighty nine, and you didn't trouble the scores, so we'll just gloss over that. Um, and, <laughs> didn't bring that up. But I just want to ask you, uh, Wes, did anyone fall asleep watching Cameron Bancroft today in the field? <laughs> uh, maybe a few spectators in the crowd. I heard 
Uh, there was a few chirps in the crowd. Um, but no, like, I think we bowled really well um, today. I think all bowl, all our bowlers bowled really well and stuck to plans well. Um, obviously, by, by the look of things, they, they didn't have too much intent today. So it was hard to get the breakthroughs that we wanted. So to take four wickets um, and to have them sitting where they are now, I think it's about 165. It's... Um, yep. It sets us up nicely going into tomorrow. If we, you, you never know with the juke ball, um, the wickets flow in in clumps, and if we can get three or four wickets in the morning, then um, we've set ourselves up to be at least two hundred ahead, um, or in the high one hundreds ahead going into the second session. So I think we've set ourselves up really well um, and are controlling the game quite nicely at the moment. What about adapting to the juke's ball? Wes, coming from white ball cricket and prior to Christmas using the kookaburra, then having to change... Do you change your lines? Is your grip any different? Does the ball feel dramatically different or is it reasonably similar? Um, for me, it's quite similar. I'm not an, I'm not an overly huge swinger of the ball. I, I tend to get my seam movement off the wicket. Um, but having said that today, it was moving a lot more for me. So... It took me a couple of overs just to adapt to that. Um, it seems a lot more present, so it grips in your hand a little bit more as well, so you tend to drag it down a bit. Um, but for me, uh, I just tried to hit the stumps a lot, and if you're trying to hit the stumps and then get that movement slightly either way, I think that that's how I adapted to it. But it's not an overly big change for me, but I know for some bigger swingers of the ball, um, it can be quite challenging. Well, speaking of some big swingers with the ball, we know Chad Say is uh, taking plenty of wickets with the Duke ball. He loves to do it, but 300 wickets, he managed to uh, clock that up today in first-class cricket. Quite a fantastic achievement. Did you boys get around him a bit? Oh, absolutely. We were so proud of Chaddy. Um, he's such a good man to have around our rooms and have bowling for us. Um, he's done it time and time again for South Australia, and um, it's just a, such a great reward for him um, and the toil he's gone through in his career to get that reward. And, of course, um, we got around him in the rooms tonight and, and, yeah, celebrated for him. Does he get on the circuit tonight? <laughs> no, we got two days to go. <laughs> You've got to be sensible. That's fair enough. Yeah, two days to go. Um, All right, before we let you go, Wes, I've got another serious question. Um, what about uh, your tailor, Davey Warner, and you decided oh. that uh, <laughs> the white jacket was the way to go? That's that's the winner's jacket. Yeah, I think uh, his was a Tom Ford number and mine was the little Jack London, so there might have been a bit of dollar value difference in those. But... <laughs> Looked the same to us. <laughs> yeah, they were the same. I, I, Who wore it better? I think Wes Agar. <laughs> I walked in and said, oh, no, here we go. But, nah, I just... Um, <laughs> I said to my girlfriend, I said, I want to wear the white jacket, and she was all for it. So from there, there was no looking back. <laughs> I heard... Uh, that, I just had to rock it. I heard Mark Bickley, when he spoke to you this this week on the 5 to Blaze Sports Show, uh, whether you were into modelling or something. He threw you under the bus with that, but you did look very uh, good. Maybe a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, uh, Emma Debro is, uh, you just said, your, your partner. How long have you been with her? I, I didn't realise. Uh, yeah, she's a close to the Scorpions, um, and we've been together for... It's early doors at the moment, but ah, um, things are going really well. Obviously, met through cricket, so no, it's been really good. And really va- exciting, Valentine's so. Day, did you do anything special, my friend? 
Ah, uh, no, we, we um, don't really celebrate <laughs> didn't, didn't, day, sit, but, didn't sit there um, and, and knock a bat in together or oh, something? Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's actually um, an extremely good hockey player as well, and she's off to the uh, under-21 Australian um, champs in, in uh, Canberra tomorrow to play against Japan, so what? I think we'll have a nice dinner to celebrate that tonight. Oh, wonderful, mate. Well, look, good luck with the rest of the weekend. Good luck to her as well. That's a fantastic thing. Um, we look to uh, we look forward to seeing you take a few more polls uh, during the game and hopefully can get over the top of WA. The ceiling is certainly a lot higher than it was a little while ago for you, mate, so uh, we wish you all the best. Thanks so much, guys, and thanks for having me on the show again. Thanks, Wiz. We love having Wiz Agar on the program. Brilliant contributor now to South Australian cricket once he's returned. We're so glad to have him back. And um, look, and speaks very well also, which is uh, always a good thing. Well, after you've been on the show a couple of times, you tend to get a little bit comfortable, and <laughs> therefore... I oh, know, he's, he's no. great and well-deserved. He he definitely deserved the Young Cricketer of the Year award. Amazing, and we just hope he keeps getting wickets and gets better and better for the Redbacks. Certainly. So let's quickly just back over the South Australian scorecard from today. Of course, 389 South Australia all out, which is, look, I would say one of their biggest scores in quite some time in Shield cricket, which is great for them to uh, have amassed that. WA are currently at stumps on day two, four down, 165 runs on the board. Uh, they are currently 224 behind. They'll resume tomorrow morning, 10.30am. Head down to the Adelaide Oval if you want to get a peek. Uh, also, as, as we were saying earlier, Karen Rolton Oval, there's also a fair bit going on with the T20 World Cup. Yes, you can get down there. It's only $10 in and 1750 for free parking. Uh, also, uh, quickly before we go, uh, there's a community day, community day at Woodville Oval tomorrow uh, that I'm emceeing down there. Oh. Um, Woodville Cricket is taking on the Eagles footballers from 3 o'clock tomorrow. Oh, be good fun. should be good fun. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, uh, make sure you get along. Support your local cricket clubs. Uh, plenty going on over the weekend. It's been great to have your company again tonight. We've got to get going. Uh, we'll be back again. Uh, well, not next week because the footy starts next yeah, week. Yeah, we've got a week off. Yeah, it's crazy that footy's beginning soon. Yeah. And the Crows are playing Melbourne uh, on uh, 5AA from 4.40 at Casey Field. So the call team will be in action. But the week after, we'll return as we get closer and closer to cricket finals for you out there who enjoy that. Hey, it's uh, great to have your company. Andrew Reimer up next, taking your calls.